Good morning and welcome to Ask Andy. This is a daily podcast about personal injury practice in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. I'm Andrew Newworth. You can reach me at newworthlaw, N-E-U-W-I-R-T-H-L-A-W.com. So a lot of what I do and I wanna, what I want to talk about today is dealing with insurance companies. So, you know, you see 9 billion insurance commercials on TV every day if you're watching regular old cable TV. Now, why is that? It's because it's a very competitive business and, you know, they feel like if they advertise enough to you, you'll think they're a good company. Kind of the same way where, you know, Trump goes on The Apprentice, you think he's on TV, and then, oh man, he must make him a good president. Okay, so that hasn't turned out so right or so correctly with Trump. It's not really accurate or correct with insurance companies. But you can beat them at their own game. So a few things. First of all, you should make a practice every, you know, three or four years of shopping around and even switching your insurance companies. You know, if uh, there are multiple studies out there, there are multiple companies that will compare rates for you. They're really all offering the same product. So shop around. You're going to do better with a new company and the, uh, <clears throat> you know, savings you get by some sort of, you know, good driver discount is, is a load of hooey, um, you'll find. So what do you want to do? You want to make sure that one, you have car insurance, you have renter's insurance if you're a renter or you have homeowners, obviously, but most people are required to have homeowners by their mortgage. So let's talk about the car insurance because that's most confusing to most people. So you want to have, you know, at least your state minimum, but in Pennsylvania, your state minimum is, you know, bupkis. It's just paltry. It's 15 grand. So, you know, if you're a middle-aged adult, 30, let's say you're 30 or older, and, you know, maybe you have a kid or one or two or a spouse or something like that, I'd really prefer you had $50,000 in coverage for yourself. Now, what does that mean? That means that you have coverage if you hurt somebody else. But more importantly, I want you to have underinsured coverage or uninsured coverage. I don't care so much about the money where if you hurt somebody else, I care more about protecting yourself or you. So what does that mean? You know, I've written a couple things on LinkedIn about this. It's confusing even to lawyers who are super educated because nobody really looks at this stuff until they're in an accident or they're sitting in my office. So what does that mean? Let's talk about it. Bodily injury is insurance coverage for if you injure somebody else. What happens if you are injured and the person who hits you has no coverage or is a hit and run or they're a kid and they have 15 grand in coverage? What do you do in that situation? There's actually insurance for that and you're paying for it. And it's called underinsured coverage if the person hits you and they have 15 grand and you have a lot more injury. Or if you're in a hit and run, it's called un- uninsured coverage, meaning you got hit by somebody but you have no idea who they are or where they went. So I want you to protect yourself by getting more underinsured or uninsured coverage than you're required to. In Pennsylvania, if you have 50,000 in coverage, the insurance company is required to offer you 50000 in uninsured or underinsured, but their agents are basically told 
to talk you down from that because they don't want you to buy it. They don't want you to buy it because it's a self-preservation mechanism for the insurance company. They don't want you to buy it because when you have a solid uninsured or underinsured claim, you're suing your own insurance company because you've been paying rates for your own coverage and then they want to fight you on that. And juries don't like that. They get upset when you've been paying for something all along and then when you make a claim for it, up. Oh, it's not there. We want to fight you about it. That's not why you pay for something. That's not why you get insurance is to have a fight. You get insurance to cover yourself. So let's take a, you know, simple situation because it's a confusing area until you're sitting down in, in person with me. Let's say you're driving along on a one lane road in the country and there's a a car coming the other way. There's one lane each way. And the car crosses the double yellow line and hits you. And the person who crossed the double yellow line was a, you know, teenager who was texting. The teenager is driving a Honda Civic. They have $15,000 in insurance coverage. And they knock you off the road, push you into a pole, and you break your left arm and your right knee. So even in a rural district, sorry, even in a rural area, your injury is going to be a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars, well over a hundred thousand, let's say. Might be more. Not going to be much less with serious injuries. So now the person who hit you has exactly fifteen thousand dollars in coverage. Is that enough to make up for your hundred thousand dollar injury? No. Now, if you have underinsured coverage of fifty thousand dollars, the way it works is you would make a claim to your insurance company for $50,000. Your insurance company is then going to turn around and say, well, you already got fifteen dollars from the other side, so I'm going to give you the balance of that, which is $35,000. Okay? So at the very least, you would have protected yourself a little bit, and you'd have you know, a total of $50,000, meaning fifteen from the third party or the other person, and then thirty-five from your own coverage. Let's say you have $100,000 in coverage. Then you're going to give a credit or a discount of 15 for your own policy and then you're going to have 85,000 plus 15 so you'd have a total of 100. Okay? So the more money you have in underinsured, <clears throat> the more money you're protecting yourself with. And I would prefer that you protect yourself over somebody else. Now the rule of thumb is, well, how much should you do <clears throat> excuse me, how much should you have to, you know, have enough insurance so someone's not going to take your house or something? And the general rule is, you know, have enough money to protect your net worth if you think about things in that way. Or, you know, something more than the minimum. Like, I carry a ton of insurance, but that's because this is what I see all day. So... You know, underinsured and uninsured cases are ones where you that your insurance company says, I don't think your case is worth a hundred. I wanna fight you on that, I don't wanna pay you. So it often happens sorry if the dog's barking in the background. Um so <laughs> I have large Labrador retrievers who like to bark at things. And I think there's a we have a local fox who's now decided to run around on the back porch 
while he knows the uh, <coughs> dogs are watching through the glass doors. That's upsetting to the poor Labradors who can't go out and chase him. So, anyway, I think I'll stop there and go deal with the fox and the Labradors. But that's a brief picture, so go back, look at your declaration page, and then if you want to send it to me, you're welcome to send it to me, and I will take a look at it and go over it and tell you what to do. But basically, at the very minimum, you want the same underinsured as you have bodily injury. I'd prefer you have underinsured and uninsured of $50,000 or more, because that's what protects you, and I'd rather you protect you than protect somebody else. All right? That's enough for today. Have a great day. This is Ask Andy. I hold people accountable.